over that one. <laughs> the song's called Moby Dick. Look it up. It's amazing. Glory to God. Well, what's up, guys? It's day five of this um, quarantine in our home. And my name is Brian Knight. I'm sure you know by now, but praise God. You know, it's, I'm here to talk about barbells and faith. Did some barbell work yesterday. A little bent over rows. Felt good. Felt good. You got to get out. You got to do stuff. You got to move around. You got to get the blood flowing. Don't be afraid. Right? I'm not. I'm definitely not saying go out and touch everybody and um, spread anything you might uh, you might have or and catch anything somebody else might have. Of course, germs aren't the ultra enemy. But we've been told by authorities in our city, in our state, in our country, and in the world. President Trump and, and the governors, and they've all decreed, except for New York right now, but stay in your homes. You know, order out. Only go out for emergencies and for necessities. So that's a good thing. Hang in there. Hang in there. Um, I've been doing these once a day, just to, about 10 minutes or so, just to talk about faith, talk about hope, just to keep us going. Something quick to listen to, boom, in and out. And uh, the word, right? The word is, you know, John wrote in, in several places. He wrote, um, you know, I do this so that your joy may be full. So it's a joy is a powerful thing. If you can't, if someone can't take your joy, man, you, you've got, you've got things down. It's, life is good. Uh, you see, you can see when people lose their joy. Instantly, you can see it in their face, in their body language, their conversation. It's gone. It's awful. All right, let's flip quickly over to Ephesians chapter two. Something about your uh, joy. Something why? You know, last yesterday we talked about uh, casting down our imaginations. You know, because when fear comes. From the outside in, it kind of, it sort of rips at you. But what you can do is cast down the fear. I I rebuke you, fear. Fear, get off of me in the name of Jesus. Even without, you know, even um, a people who are un who are not born again can overcome that just with their will. But of course, we have power in the name of Jesus. And then at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confesses. So you can resist the enemy in the name of Jesus and he will flee. Well, we have that. We have that because of the covenant that Jesus gave us. The covenant that we he made with God in, he, in Hebrews. You know, when Jesus raised, was raised from the dead, he went to the throne and made a covenant with the Father. And when you believe in Jesus, you enter into that covenant. Now, I know covenant is a strange word in America, in the United States. It's a strange word in this world. Most people don't even understand. You say covenant. They're like, what? Coven? Are you a witch? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you doing? You, you, you cooking? <laughs> so... So, um, covenant's not a strange word. We've been having it for thousands and thousands of years. 
it means a strong bond, right? It's a connection. It's something that you cannot, if you break it, things happen. Look in the old, the, uh, in, the, in the books, in the stories, in, in, the, um, in the Bible. It's, there's a blessing when you make a covenant and there's a curse when you make a covenant. They're, these are agreements that are made to not be broken. And if you do, strong penalties happen. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in those good works. Right here. He said, But remember, before you were born again, remember in times in the past, you were in the time past Gentiles in the flesh who you were uncircumcised. You were called the uncircumcision or the uncovenanted. By that, those who are the called the, the, the circumcision or the covenanted people in the flesh made by hand. So basically saying this, you were called uncovenanted by those who are had a covenant, the Jews. But now, he says, verse 12, Ephesians 2.12, that at that time you were without Christ, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and but without God in this world. Verse 13 is it, man. But now God, in, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off, boom, are made nigh or close or right there in by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the anointed one. For he is our peace. He, the covenant partner, the man on the throne, Jesus, the anointed one. He's our peace who has made both one and has broken down the wall between us. He's abolished in himself, in his flesh, all the angst or the enmity and the law of the commandments in the ordinances for to make himself one new man, making peace, reconciling both God in one body by the cross, killing the enmity. And he came and he preached peace to you, which were afar and to those which were close. And through him, now we have access by one spirit unto the Father, and therefore no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens of the saints and of the household of God. Glory to God. And who are who's built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus the anointed one himself, being the chief, chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth to a holy temple, in whom you are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. You are built for a habitation of God. But notice the peace we have, the peace we have. Remember, he named us. Ephesians, right? Ephesians 3 says it. He says, it says in Ephesians 3, real quick, for he says 14, 3, 14, for this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You have a name. You have a, a holy name. He renamed you when you were born again. Peace 
in a time of trouble is amazing. Peace in a time where there, no one knows the future, amazing. Peace in a time where there's problems, where there's peace in the time where there's just angst and you don't know where your next meal is. You don't know if you're going to get sick. You don't know if you're not going to make it this month. Jesus is our peace. He came and preached peace to us. How do we have that peace? How can we even claim that peace? How can we calm ourselves down knowing we have peace? The covenant. I want to get more into this in the future. More people need to know about the covenant. More people need to know about, about what that means because it really should be taught to every person who becomes a born-again Christian. Every person in the world should know this. But especially those who accept the Lord Jesus as their life, as their Savior, as their healer, as their God. A covenant, man. A covenant is huge. Covenant. It's, it, it's, all, it's everything. So hang on to that this week, today, and tomorrow, and the next day, and every day. Come back to this peace. You have peace. Ephesians chapter 2. It spells it out. One of the best chapters of all the Bible. Ephesians 2. You have this covenant of peace. Hang in there. He's our peace. He's our peace. And if you hold on to him. He will always... Pull you through. Jesus is Lord.